It's the Muppets Minute Show with host Nick and Annie. Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we are talking about the final minute of Muppets Take Manhattan, Minute 95. Minute 95 starts with the legalese and ends with a fade to black. As most movies do. As most movies do. No, um... No crazy craziness here at the uh, at the end. I would no. like to bring something up though. Oh, I, what? That we haven't really touched on in the over the entirety of the credits. It seems like they put together an actual little like montage of the songs um for yeah. for the credits. I mean, they could just be doing some fancy editing, but it does feel very Broadway to me. So I just wanted to bring that up because it does feel like they go into like they have the goodbye song and then they end with together again. And I feel like that we're getting married started. I can't remember now because it was yeah. so many minutes ago. Um, but they do. They did just a replay of all the songs, which is a nice little touch. I just wanted to bring that up. No, thank you. Sometimes like especially at the credits kind of overlook the sound, right? Yeah. Not- yeah. Because you're just like reading. Yeah. <laughs> But you're right. They did do a nice little uh, medley here at the end and bringing things together. Medley. Thank you. I don't know why. I was just telling you how like words have fallen out of my brain. That's uh-huh. the word I was looking for. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So just some legal stuff and, and, and logos and stuff here. So, um, you know, I want to I want to transport us back to 1984. Oh. And I want to, you know, get in a little Muppet time machine. And go back to what things were like, what what people were experiencing along the same, you know, when this movie came out in 1984. So uh, the price of a movie ticket in 1984, $2.50. Oh, my God. Right, it cost yeah. me like $17 now. Uh, some popular films. This is like my childhood in a nutshell. Uh, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Gremlins, Beverly Hills Cop. Karate Kid, Star Trek 3, Police Academy, Splash, and Terminator. Those were all in 1984? All in 1984. All wow. iconic, right? Like, yeah. It's great. Yep. It's fantastic. Uh, popular TV programs, Magnum P.I., Dynasty, Hill Street Blues, Cheers, Fame, Knight Rider, and A-Team. Mm-hmm. I used to ones. watch Knight Rider. Just have to say that. Uh, Knight Rider, yeah. No, that was huge. You're a Hasselhoff fan, I could tell. Well, my brother really liked it because of the car. The, yeah. the little... <sighs> Sorry, that's all I remember. <laughs> and he was obsessed with that car, and so he watched it all the time, and that's the reason I watched uh, it. Anyway. Okay. Um, Prince was the big pop star in 1984, thanks to uh, Purple Rain, which beat out the... The Muppets uh, score for the um, best uh, soundtrack. Okay. 1984. I'm was... not mad about it. No, no. 1984 no. was when that famous um, Apple Macintosh commercial aired during the Super Bowl uh, that Ridley Scott directed, uh, kind of Orwellian themed 1984 ad. Ooh, I don't remember that one. That's the one the guy runs in with one of those like hammers. Probably because I was a toddler, but, okay. but but it's always on the list of like greatest commercials of all time. It really You're gonna is. have to send me this because I need right. to see it. You'll have to take a look. Okay. Um, 
but 1984 was also when the uh, first PC was mass produced by Apple, the Apple computer with a mouse and a graphical user interface, which was crazy at the time. Guess the price of the Macintosh in 1984. The first one? The one that was commercially available yeah, to, to everybody. Because we had one. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Um, Let's see what you think. I, this is going to be so bad. Um, $500? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. $2,500. Oh, it was that much? Yes. Yes. Holy crap. And, like, and that's I mean, a, what, that's right. without inflation, right. too. That's what, is that with infl- what is that with inflation? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, my parents were rolling in it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had one, too. So I don't, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's a, that's insane. I need to know what that translates to in 1984 money. Like, are you doing that right now? Because I need to know. I could I could do it. All right, or do yeah. it at some point because I need we'll, to know. That's we'll do crazy. another magical pause like we did yesterday. Okay, magical pause. I hope you're writing these magical pauses down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, 1984 inflation rate. $6,169. Oh my goodness. Imagine paying six grand for a computer today. Like we wouldn't That's, even th- fathom that. <laughs> God, like in my mind, like when I was saying 500, I was thinking, okay, what is that like in 1984 money? Right. That was like, so the fact that I was still that off is insane to me. Mm. Wow. Crazy. I love because I've been doing all this searching for 1984. I'm getting all these ads for retro toys for like Empire Strikes Back, Back to the Future, Jaws, and Transformers. That's well, I mean, I, well, I mean, that's awesome. normally what I look for anyway. So I guess they're, they're right. You know, yeah. It's not too far off from my normal searches. <laughs> um, the uh, Wendy's launched its Where's the Beef ad in 1984. Okay, I remember that um, one. And, and I never knew this before. The director instructed the actress to say, where is all the beef? But because of her emphysema, she shortened it, according to um, an article in Ad Age magazine. Oh, my gosh. So, so that actually is what made it more yeah. quotable. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Interesting. Um, the MTV Video Music Awards started in 84. Mm-hmm. Tetris was invented in 1984. Wow. Alex Trebek began his, his uh, Jeopardy hosting duties in 1984. I can't believe how, how little things happen now, relatively mm. speaking. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the AIDS virus was identified in 1984. Wow. Sony and Philips introduced the first commercial CD player. Sony makes the first three and a half inch floppy computer disc. Oh, I remember those. Oh, yeah. And uh, genetic fingerprinting was developed. DNA profiling. So there you go. So wait, that was when it was first a thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. 1984. It was a heck of a time. Have you read that book, by the way? Because it's very scary. Yes. Yeah. It is spooky. But I don't, I don't need to bring the podcast down, but it was just worth mentioning. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
so how about if we look at a little bit at the uh, box office for Muppets Take Manhattan? Um, so uh, the uh, first of all, the you know we saw the TriStar Pictures logo on this credit here. This was actually one of TriStar Pictures' very first films. It was like uh, just a couple of months away from being its very first film, but it ended up being like its second or third or so. Um, the budget for the film uh, was noted between 10 and $13 million. There's a little discrepancy in a couple different articles at the time. Um, but it brought in $25 million at the box office, and it was released on July 13th, 1984. So uh, it did about doubled its money, which I think yeah. is pretty, pretty good, right? Pretty good, I guess. I don't really know yeah, what, the, uh, what the standard is, but that sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if I look, if, I, if someone told me, here, give me $13 million, and in like a year from now, I'll give you $25, I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. worth it. Um, it was the second highest grossing G-rated film of 1984 behind the reissue of Disney's Pinocchio. Okay, fair. Uh, Jim Henson said there have been only four G movies this year. Isn't that amazing? I would never do a Muppet movie that wasn't a G. It's sad that a G rating has a stigma. Kids don't want to see kiddie movies anymore. That's interesting because, yeah, well... It, I always think about ratings. It's like G does have a stigma. Like you see G and you think, oh, this must be for kids because it doesn't have anything offensive in it. What does that say about adults? You know, <laughs> like that we're like, no, it's got to have something offensive or I'm not interested. <laughs> it's, 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 it's worthless to me. And there's got to be something offensive. Right. I just find, I find that really funny. It essentially yeah. is just saying, hey, this is appropriate for kids. You can show this to your kids. It doesn't mean that adults aren't going to enjoy it. Like, yeah, yeah I... Uh, it is interesting, though. And he's yeah. right. Um, I remember I was looking up when the movie ratings were, were done. Because uh, I know um, the PG-13, I guess, was, uh, was a Spielberg It was like invented thing. this year, right? Well, no, a little bit before that. It was, it was with Jaws. Uh, Spielberg, I think, is the thing. I thought it was Temple of Doom. That Temple was, of Doom. It was either the first... P it wasn't PG-13 because I, I guarantee you look at it now and it says PG. And I'm like, how is that PG? You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, Jaws, Jaws created kind of an uproar because mm -hmm. it was rated PG. Mm -hmm. But people thought the violence was too crazy and there should be something in between PG and R. Yeah. And so then apparently there were some things. You're right. In 84, when Temple of Doom came out, they it was the last they, straw right it was the last straw <laughs> right and they said no we need something else so yeah um, because yeah. i think about that because right. there's no way temple of doom warrants an r but there's also no way i would show it to my kids right like i i, I, I wouldn't so it's hard to really you can't rate that pg you can't yeah it's crazy yeah. um the uh then, then a couple of the reviews that came out at the time roger ebert said uh gave it three out of four stars saying that the plot of the movie has been seen before however um he went on to say that just about everything in the film was enjoyable and that kermit finally solves his long-lasting identity crisis hmm. I, I don't know what he's referring to there i think i mean i think he's pretty 
I think it was pretty locked in after Muppet movie. I mean, I think you, I think you could see Muppet movie well, and have no, you're not wondering who Kermit is or what Kermit's values are. I think that it's a joke. I think it's like a, a tongue in cheek comment based on his like loss oh, of identity. So? His amnesia, the whole amnesia oh. plot. That's what, how I read it. I, I, I guess I just see it as like, oh, it's just a little Roger Ebert joke about his identity crisis, quote unquote, right? All I don't know. That's I'll, I'll give you that. Whatever. Okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> um, Leonard Maltin gave the film a three star out of four star rating, uh, citing the film as enjoyable outing with bouncy songs and a nice use of New York City locations. Yeah, that would, that sounds like my review. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty benign review, but there you go. Yeah, well, it's hard to do three stars. It's hard to do a four-star system. Do they give halves on Siskel and Ebert? No do they clue. Do ha- I'm trying to remember. Anyway. All right, then we just have some miscellaneous stuff about the movie we may have, like, glossed over or not talked about. Um, but... Uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan obviously was in do- adopted into a comic series, which we kind of alluded to there. Um, it was done by Marvel Comics, and uh, it was uh, in two different prints, one where a few issues came out that was all collected and reprinted into a three-issue limited series. Um, in addition, the, a book and record set of the film was released in the form of a vinyl record through the Muppet Music Records label. And uh, this was really cool, uh, you know, because you see these things now, but like to have something like a, uh, you know, a, a prop area where you could go and see all the Muppet props from the movie. Jim actually created an exhibit to celebrate the film. He uh, set it up in uh, uh, a, um, a place called the Dairy, which apparently was a built was an abandoned building in Central Park, and uh, ran it throughout the summer of 1984. So you could actually go visit like props from the film and and things like that, and that was really cool. And I, it doesn't seem like there was a charge for it. I could be wrong, but I could. It looked like something you could just freely go check out, which is really nice. neat. Yeah. Um, and then um, Muppet, um, in 1984, Jim and his team created the first themed shop within a shop boutique of, its, of any kind at FAO Schwartz. Now this is very common where you have these sections uh, that are like little shops within stores that are dedicated to a film and stuff that kind of became more of a thing. But it was never really a thing to, to market anything at, at this time. And so he actually had a section of FAO shorts dedicated to the Muppets, and it was its own little shop. Um, and uh, actually, art director Michael Frith oversaw the design of the space. And they had video players like showing uh, different things from the, from the Muppets and things like that. They had a whole big grand opening where Henson was there. And uh, they had a lot of Fraggle Rock merchandise. And uh, so they had uh, the Fraggle Rock Radish Jam and Cartwheel Society leading a sing-along there. And I want to actually send you a a link here. We'll share the link online as well. But uh, I want to send you this link because these are some fun pictures from that uh, that little boutique who opened. And, well, you're probably going to read the thing before you see the pictures, but I was wondering if you knew who that was in the... uh, in the photographs hang on i'm trying to pull it up 
Um, wait, which photographs? There's a lot. Uh, you, the the very first ones of the 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 right near the black and white newspaper magazine articles, with the girl kind of posing with the with the fraggles and different. I cool don't. Age yeah, styles. I don't know who that is. That's Lori Laughlin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! From Full House. From Full House. She's so little. I know, right? Because this is before Full House. Full House didn't start till '87, so I had no idea she was like a thing before then. But apparently, she was uh, enough of a thing. I guess. Like oh my a God! And those fra- those fraggles are adorable. I want right? them. Yeah. I'm, I'm like drooling over this merchandise. Um, yeah. Uh, and the '80s fashion's pretty cool too. Oh my god! Look at her like jacket and her. I did not know that she was a model. That's really funny. I love the corduroy pants. Mm-hmm. Are, and they're so baggy. And that giant sweater. Yeah. This is so funny. So. Oh great. my god! These are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, interesting that you brought up Feo uh, Schwartz because they actually did a uh, a campaign more recently. Like, I want to say maybe like eight or nine years ago, where they had the what's it? What's it called? What? Yeah. What not? What yep. not? Workshop, which I actually own a couple of those. Because, oh, do you? Yeah. When yeah. Uh, when my husband and I went to New York, of course we made them. So, um, but they were. It was really fun. I mean, you just kind of could pick your own eyes and nose, and it it really did feel. They did a really good job with that. Made it feel like you were in your own little Muppet workshop, and you could make your own Muppet. You couldn't make like Kermit or anything, but right. you could just you make your own little random um, Muppet, and it was like Jim Henson sanctioned. So it was really cool. I like that's it. funny because when when yeah I saw that, I didn't know about that but when I was researching this that that came up too and I was oh like, yeah oh that's that's really cool. When I say Jim Henson sanction, I mean the company, not right. the man, the man obviously, but right. that's what I meant. But it was re- it's really cool. I should show you those, Nick. Uh, I have to take I will take pictures of them and show you because they are pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. Um, but yeah, this was very eighties, very cool. And then they'd go on to actually open up a Muppet Baby shop as well the following year. So mm-hmm. I remember there was a merch. lot of Muppet Baby merch. I oh, remember yeah. there was like there was a McDonald's campaign from what I recall. And it was like they were there were Christmas like plush that were Muppet Babies. Um, and that was probably when the show came out. Now that well, I think about it. Yeah. I but, mean, that was a merchandising machine. I mean, yeah. the Muppet Babies were kind of in the vein of of george lucas creating ewoks and then running yeah. with that it was yeah. uh, you know say hey i'm gonna sell merch to kids yeah totally um but i mean there was you know i mean the cool thing was i I think there was a real educational value a little bit to muppet babies i mean it was definitely oh entertainment yeah for sure i think I, you know I, I, I like to feel that way anyway whereas i don't mm-hmm. know how much education there were in the ewoks but not so much, but no, you know, not so much. That's all right. Uh, so I think that'll do. Did you have anything else? Um, you know, any final thoughts about Muppets Take Manhattan? I mean, I'm still kind of like scroll- scrolling through these photos of like the doozers and the fraggles, <laughs> and that's totally not related to Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, no, whatsoever. I mean, I'm going on eBay right after this to kind yeah. of see what I could pick up. So, yeah. uh, you know what? I had a good time doing this one. I, I still think, I still stand by that Muppet movie is the best one of the three, but for some reason, this one is probably closest to my heart. And it mm. might be just because I think just New York is close to my heart. So 
that could be why that could be the reason but uh i love it and i'm i'm looking forward to whatever muppet movie we're doing next nick so i think i think overall i i well i mean i agree with you in the muppet movie but um i think what i found going through this one was and and maybe it was just the pacing of the way we watched it of course but I just felt like the, the parts that were a little bit slow were really dragged out. And I think one of the things I really, really noticed, and it's something I brought up maybe a couple of weeks ago at this point, um, the, there wasn't enough music to keep me bouncing along. There was a long period, long stretch in between uh, musical numbers. And to not even really love these musical numbers as much as I, as I do in other Muppet movies, that, that was a, that was a little bit of a problem for me watching it now. Um, yeah. And I could agree with that uh, critique. I can I agree with it. Fully appreciate the way Frank Oz directed this film, the way it was, was shot, the way it was filmed. It was a real world film. And uh, you know, that I got to give it a lot of credit for. I feel like that, what you just said, the idea that this is the, this is the first one that felt to me just like a real movie mm-hmm. as opposed to a Muppet movie was, I think, the best thing that it had going for it. Yeah. And I think my appreciation for that grew watching it minute for minute. Cool. Uh, so, so what we decided is uh, our next project, um, and, and I'm going to hear a collective yell from the audience here as, as, as I say this. We're not going to continue in chronological order. We're going we're gonna to take a leap of a couple decades. Um, we're going to jump to 2011. And our next uh, Muppets Minute season is going to be the Muppets film from 2011. There's no rule that says we got to continue in chronological order. We're making we set our own we rules. Right. Yeah. Um, you know... We do. I, I definitely want to do uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Definitely, you know. I mean, I definitely want to do Treasure Island and, and Muppets from Space. But um, I just think, you know, we, we made the decision that, you know, who knows what what what's going to happen in the future. We want to make sure we do the Muppets. I, I want to absolutely make sure we do that film. And so that that's going to be our next uh, our next project. Um, we're going to do the Muppets film and then our next Muppet who, project, right? Our next mm-hmm. Muppet project. And who knows, you know, after that, where we'll jump, I would think Christmas Carol is probably ne- next on our lists after that. Um, but we're yeah. going to kind of do it in order of the way we kind of feel about it and the way, you know, which ones we most want to do, uh, next. So, so next time uh, you hear from us on, on the Muppets minute, you know, it will be, the uh the muppets from 2011 really looking forward to that I actually just watched that uh, again not too long ago a couple of weeks ago and i adore that movie like i really I, do i'm looking forward to this one again nick because i feel like i may have only seen it once just okay. the once in the theater and so i'm really looking forward to seeing it again yeah um you know, the other project I still want to do, and maybe we could squeeze it in a hiatus. I mean, I wanted to do it between last season, but different things with our lives and jobs got in the way. But um, I really still want to do Muppet Vision 3D. So I do want to squeeze that in at some point as well as a single show just to just to maybe do we can do about. that while uh, while people are waiting for yeah. the Muppets to release. So Yeah, I think we might have some time to do that, so that would be cool. So anyway, um, we really appreciate everyone joining us for another season of Muppets Minute. 
And uh, we hope you enjoyed Muppet Steak Manhattan. Uh, of course, you could find uh, other information and all the episodes, past episodes on, on MuppetsMinute.com. Uh, and of course, we're on iTunes and, and all the places where you can uh, you know get your podcast from. And uh, so, again, we just really appreciate you, you following us through three seasons so far. We look forward to the fourth and we'll keep you updated uh, when that is coming out. So... Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time here on Muppets Minute. Bye, guys. Bye.